to begin John chapter 16. And we're going to begin by looking at one verse together, verse number 7. And uh, as you find your way there, I'm going to do my best tonight. Uh, last week, I, I got the same comment over and over and over and over again. And that comment was this, why'd you finish so early? Well, if that was a problem for us, we'll see if we can make up for that tonight. Amen? No, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to looking into God's Word together. John chapter 16, verse number 7. I invite you, if you would, stand with me out of respect for the reading of God's Word. Uh, the voice is probably about 35%, give or take. And so I don't have a whole lot to put behind it, but it's not as painful to listen to. So uh, hopefully it'll be a good balance tonight. Would you read the verse in unison together with me? The Bible says... Jesus says, nevertheless, I say, tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Tonight, I want to talk on this thought. I want us to think on this thought. Thankful for the Holy Spirit. Thankful. For the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for your word, Lord, that teaches us about who you are. Father, teaches us about the precious Holy Spirit of God that lives within every born-again child of God. And tonight I pray that as we take a look at the Holy Spirit, God, that you'd help us truly to develop a, a heart of gratitude for the Holy Spirit and what he does. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed, but that's a remarkable statement made by Jesus. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you. That means it is more profitable for you that I go away. Well, wait a minute. Because in my mortal mind, I can think of few things more profitable than Jesus leaving the room. I mean, if I got to choose something, I want Jesus here with me. I want Jesus across the table. I want Jesus riding in the car, walking down the street. I want Jesus in the room. But Jesus looks at these disciples, and you have to understand, for the last three years, three and a half years, Jesus has been everything to these men. And yet Jesus looks at them in this moment, and he says, guys, listen up. It is better for you that I go away. He said, because if I don't go away, the comforter won't come unto you. But if I do depart, I will send him unto you. That is a remarkable statement. Jesus is saying that it is better that the Son of God, it is better than having the Son of God physically living among us, is you and I having the Spirit of God living within us. But here's the thing, especially sometimes in our circles, the Spirit of God and the work that he does, yes, it's appreciated. But let me ask us, how often is it an afterthought? How often have, have we thanked the Lord for the Holy Spirit and what he does? Oh, we thank the Lord all the time for our salvation. And we thank God the Father for his power and strength and sovereignty. But, but when, is, when is the last time that we were thankful for the Holy Spirit? Can I give you a couple of reasons tonight why maybe sometimes he ends up being an afterthought? Number one, his work is often taken for granted. 
You know, as we look at some of the things that the Holy Spirit does, I find that a lot of Christians feel entitled to His work rather than entrusted with His work. Secondly, when we consider the Holy Spirit, we have to remember that He is not the focus of His own ministry. What does the Holy Spirit do? He teaches men of Christ. He points men to Christ. And then when you and I, we come to Christ, what does the Holy Spirit then do in our life? He then works to conform us to the image of Christ. And so the Holy Spirit's ministry is all about Jesus. So I think sometimes, though the person and work of the Holy Spirit is appreciated, I I fear sometimes that it is an afterthought. But church... Remember last week we looked at Psalm 103. You remember verse 2? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Can I tell you? One of the great benefits of being born again is having the Spirit of God living within us. And so tonight, because we're going to be intentionally thankful, amen, church? I want to look at being thankful for the Holy Spirit. Would you consider with me first tonight being thankful for the Holy Spirit? In the realm of the gift of salvation. The gift of salvation. Church, we ought to be thankful that the Holy Spirit of God was at work in our hearts before we knew Him. Before we knew Him, before we loved Him, before we were indwelt by Him, He was working on us. You see, the Bible teaches that it is the Holy Spirit of God who draws us to Christ. The Bible teaches that it is the Holy Spirit of God that uses the Scripture of God to convict us of our need for Christ. And then the Bible teaches that when we in faith turn to Christ, that it is the Holy Spirit of God who births us into the family of God. Jesus said in John 3, beginning in verse number 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. We talked about this a couple of Sundays ago. Jesus fleshes this out for us a little bit in verses 6 and 7. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit, capital S, is Spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Church, on the matter of our salvation, the Father planned it, amen. On the matter of our salvation, the Son purchased it, amen. But on the matter of our salvation, the Spirit performs it. He births us into the family of God. Romans chapter 8 teaches us that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because the Spirit of God has freed me from death and given me new life. I'm thankful that the Spirit of God was at work in my heart before I knew Him. Church, I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit of God keeps my spiritual life, preserving my salvation. Boy, if I had to hold on to my own salvation, I would be in big trouble. If I had to keep myself saved, I would never make it. But the Bible teaches that when we come to faith in Christ, that the Holy Spirit of God seals us. Let me give you another way to think of it. It has the idea of a branding, almost like you brand cattle. He seals us. As the property of God. 
we belong to him. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse number 22 says, Who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. The Spirit of God brands, marks, seals our life as the property of God. You wonder how long are we branded the property of God? Well, Ephesians 4 verse 30 tells us that. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. I am sealed, branded the property of God by the Spirit of God until the day where my salvation will be fully realized in my glorification. Man, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. Because if I had to keep myself, I'd never make it. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit of God who was at work in my heart before I knew Him. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit of God who keeps my spiritual life preserving my salvation. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit of God who gives me assurance of my salvation each day. Romans 16 and ver- Romans 8, sorry, in verse number 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You see, the Holy Spirit in my heart communes with me and lets me know that I am a child of God. In 1 John, we see it put this way. 1 John 3 and verse number 24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him and he in him. And hereby know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Where would I be if I didn't know where I stood? You know, sometimes I mention from the pulpit how for those who, who don't know that they are saved, that I pray God takes away their peace and I pray God takes away their sleep and I pray that the Holy Spirit of God convicts their heart. Because here's the thing, if you're in tune, if you're listening for the voice of God in this matter, He's either going to convict your heart that you need to get right with God or He's going to confirm to your heart that you are a child of God. Boy, where would I be if I didn't know where I stood? But I have the Holy Spirit of God. Gives me assurance of my salvation each day. Church, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. Thankful for the Holy Spirit in regards to the gift of salvation. Let me give you another one. Thankful for the Holy Spirit in regards to the grasp of Scripture. Boy, church, I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit helped give us the Word of God. See, 2 Peter 1 in verse number 21 says this, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You see, every word of this book is God-breathed. It is inspired. It is God-breathed. 
And then the Bible says, according to 2 Peter there, that the Holy Spirit of God moved. He carried men to pen the words that God breathed out. And I am so thankful for the Word of God. Church, I'm thankful for the Word of God in my native tongue. You know the millions, even billions of people who couldn't read the Word of God tonight if they wanted to? Because there's not a lick of it in their language. And you got it in your car. You got it on the bedside table. You got it on your phone. You got it on the tablet. You got it on the radio. You got it everywhere you look. And church, we ought to be thankful for that. Thankful that the Holy Spirit helped to give us the Word of God. But church, let me pause here. Thankful that the Holy Spirit gives us the illumination to understand the Word of God. You see, if you're a Christian, you have the author living within Well, I don't know what it means. The Holy Spirit does. And if you're a Christian, he lives within. And in case you're wondering whether or not this is a part of his function, look what Jesus said in John 14. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. One of the Holy Spirit's functions is to illumine, to teach, to help us know God's truth. Over in 1 John chapter 2. We, we see 1 John, the, uh, John teach us, but the anointing, here he's speaking of the Spirit, the anointing which ye have received of him abides in you. Now look at this. And ye need not that any man teach you. Now, does that mean we don't have to come to church? No, that's not what that's saying. Does that mean we don't need pastors and Sunday school teachers and people like that? Nope, that's not what we're saying. Does that mean I need to take every commentary on my shelf and throw it in the trash? No, that's not what we're saying. Ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things. What it is teaching us is that you and I have the Holy Spirit of God living in our hearts. And buddy, he will illumine God's word for you. He will teach you God's truth. I grow weary sometimes of how many people speak negatively about their ability to study God's word. I just don't understand any of it. I don't understand any of it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I think we do ourselves well to stop speaking negatively about our ability and start speaking to the one who's promised to give you the ability. Like the psalmist said, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things from thy law. I think so, so often, oh, we'll say it. I think often we say things like we can't simply to make ourselves feel better about the fact that we don't.
You don't need a seminary degree to study God's word. You need the Holy Spirit of God living within you. You don't need to be saved for 20 years to study God's word. You need the Holy Spirit of God living within you. And the Holy Spirit will draw out the sincere milk of the word. Yes, the longer I serve him, the more I see. This book is alive. You could read it five times a year and a hundred years from now. Still see things you've never seen before. This book is alive. That's part of the joy of the journey. But I am so thankful for the Holy Spirit of God who illumines God's Word, who applies God's Word. Boy, don't you love how the Holy Spirit does that? You know, the preacher could be making an application over here, but the Holy Spirit knows you need it right here. And the Holy Spirit knows how to take God's word. And no matter what the preacher man's saying, the Holy Spirit knows how to take God's word and put it right where you need it. Boy, I'm so thankful for a spirit that searches the hearts and knows what I need and opens my eyes to God's word and opens my heart to God's word. I am so thankful for the Holy Spirit of God. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit of God and the work that He does and the gift of salvation. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit of God and the work that He does in in helping me to grasp Scripture. i got one more. But it's a big one. I put a lot under it. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit of God and the work that He does in the growth of sanctification. You see, the work that the Spirit of God does in our hearts, it doesn't stop when we get saved. It just starts. It just starts. And I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit of God who continues to work in my life after I get saved. Let me give you some of the things we can thank God for tonight. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit wars against the flesh. And conforms me to the image of Christ. You see Galatians, it talks about how the flesh and, and the spirit, they war against one another. I'm so grateful that though I was once a slave of sin. And by the way, before you were saved, you were a slave of sin. You were not a good person. You were not a moral person. You were a slave to sin. You had zero power in that arrangement. Zero The only power you had was a figment of your imagination. I'm so thankful that though I was once a slave to sin, the Holy Spirit of God set me free. Romans 8 and verse number 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse number 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I was once a slave, but now I'm free. 
Yeah, there's a battle that still takes place, Galatians 5. And there is a war and a struggle and a conflict that takes place in my life every day. But the Holy Spirit of God holds the line in my heart. And I can yield myself an instrument of righteousness unto God because of the Holy Spirit. Because of the Holy Spirit, I can be like Christ. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, the very next verse. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass. The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit wars against my flesh. And conforms me into the image of Christ. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit guides me in his truth. John 16 and verse number 13. Howbeit when he the spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. Romans 8 and verse number 14 talks about this. For as many as are led by the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit guides me each day. Hey, I have a guide that's always with me. It's not Siri. That's, that's That's the helper on the phone. It's not Google Maps. I have a guide who is with me each day. Hey, how can I be lost when I have someone who always knows the way? I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit guides me in truth. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit is my conduit to know the fullness of the love of God. Romans 5 and verse number 5. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit is my conduit in the love of God. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit strengthens my inner man. Ephesians 3 and verse number 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. And be strengthened with the might and be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit strengthens my inner man. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit empowers and equips me for ministry. Does anybody else feel inadequate to witness for the Lord? Or is it just me? Does anybody else feel inadequate to be a witness for the Lord? But you see, the Lord said in Acts 1 and verse number 8, but we would receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And so the power to witness is directly tied to what? The Holy Spirit of God. You see, the Holy Spirit gives me power that I might be a witness for Christ. Moreover, the Holy Spirit gives me gifts that I might be a blessing to the body. 
boy, I, I want to be a, a profitable member of this body. You know who makes that possible? The Holy Spirit of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse number 6, now there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. In other words, different parts of the body do different things. And it is the work of the Spirit that He gives to each person. And later in the chapter, He's going to develop it. He gives each person gifts for the profit of the body. And so how is it that you and I become profitable to the church body? It is only by and only through the Spirit of God who lives within us. Can I give you another one? I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit prays with me and for me. Romans 8 and verse number 26, Likewise, likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. See, here's the thing. You know what my heart, my heart wants to say, Lord, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The problem is I don't always know exactly what his will is. Sometimes his will doesn't always feel pleasant to me in the moment. I mean, my heart wants, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, you know what the Holy Spirit does for me? The Holy Spirit, he prays for me when I don't know what's best. He does. He does. And he prays for me. And he prays with me. Moreover, there are times in life when I can't. You've been there. I can think of another number of instances over the last couple of years. I mean, there have been certain losses that, that we have experienced as a church. And to be quite transparent, there have been times that I, I, I knelt down to pray in my office and I ended up weeping in the floor. I had nothing. There were no words. My heart was so overwhelmed. There have been times when I have come in here and I've knelt down or I'll sit about where Larry sits and I'll go to pray and sometimes my heart is just so overwhelmed there are just no words. And I'll sit and look at the cross and point my heart towards God. You see, but I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit of God. Because, yeah, we mentioned it. There are times when I don't know what's best, but he does. And I'm thankful for that. But there are also times in this life I can't. I can't. But when I can't, he can. 
And I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit of God. Church, we ought to thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God who lives within us. The Holy Spirit of God who works within us. The Holy Spirit of God who works through us. The Holy Spirit of God who works for us. Church, we ought to be thankful for the Holy Spirit. He's the mover of the mission. He's the molder of men. You know what? Everything I want to be, He is working to make me to be. Be thankful for the Holy Spirit. Now, church, the Holy Spirit is beyond essential. Amen. And yet, how often is he excluded from thanks and praise? When is the last time we told God, thank you for sending the comforter? Now, let me offer a word of admonition. Because sometimes we swing the pendulum the other way. Well, preacher, should we pray specifically to the Holy Spirit? Should we make our life the focus of the Holy Spirit? Should, should, we, should we focus, focus, Holy Spirit? Should that would Well, no. Remember, what does the Holy Spirit do? He points men to Christ. He changes men into the image of Christ. What is his function? We pray to the Father and the Son through the Spirit, Right? So the Holy Spirit's ministry is not to bring attention to the Holy Spirit. It's to bring attention to Jesus. So some people, they swing the pendulum the other way. And they say, well, we just need to put all of our attention on the Holy Spirit. Well, wait a minute. That's not really a good way to honor or thank Him. You're not going to honor or thank me by doing the opposite of what I want you to do. If I want you to go this way, and you say, well, I really want to appreciate you by going this way. I'm going to say, no, 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 no. So the Holy Spirit wants to point us to Jesus. Yet, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Therefore, He is worthy of worship and appreciation. Now, How do we worship and appreciate the Holy Spirit? It's not by barking like a dog. It's not by speaking gibberish. It's not by singing the same seven words over and over again until you get in the feels. So how do we worship the Holy Spirit? Well, what is worship? Worship is seeking to recognize display the worth of another. So how do we show the work, the worth of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Well, recognize His work. Appreciate His work. But here it is. Submit to His work. Well, you know what would really show that we were thankful for the Holy Spirit? Is when He convicted our heart over a sin, we submitted to His conviction. And we got it right. You know what would really show that we were thankful and appreciated the work of the Holy Spirit? Is that when He guided us to do something, we did it. 
the very best way that we can appreciate and show our thankfulness for the Holy Spirit and even properly align our lives to show Him reverence and worship is to submit to Him and be filled with the Spirit every single day. You know the verse, Ephesians 5. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. It's a remarkable statement. Jesus looks at these men and he looks at us and he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is better for you that I go away so that the Comforter will come. Well, church, the Comforter has come. The Comforter has come. And I think in this season of thankfulness and thanksgiving, as we pause to intentionally recognize and give thanks to the benefits God has bestowed upon us, boy, it'd be a sad thing if we thanked God for the cars and the houses and the turkey and the jello and the mashed potatoes on the table and our little pets. Wouldn't it be a shame if we thanked God for foo-foo, but we failed to thank Him for the Holy Spirit? Church, let's be thankful for the Holy Spirit of God. Father, we